Welcome to the IVM Podcast Network. TFG Football is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like Simplified, a show that explains intense topic from around the world and simplifies it for you so that you can up your cooler in front of your friends. You're listening to TFG Football. Hey everyone, it's a great new week to start off with. Uh, India are crowned the champions of the Tri-Nation Series Big. Uh, it was a one-all draw, but then uh, since India had already beaten Mauritius, so India lifted the trophy. Chiranjit, your thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, that was not a very good game to end the series, was it? Uh-huh. Not you at know, all. It, well, yeah, look, uh, you know, we won the Tri-Series and this team and lifted the trophy. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to remember that this title, because in football, you don't win like bilateral or trilateral series. You win a title which matters. Like you either win Saab or Nehru or, uh, you know, even Champions Cup would have been something to remember. But I think the best that came out of it was the kind of uh, new exposure that new players got. Uh, and uh, frankly, I'm not that worried because we got uh, held to a draw by St. Kitts and Nevis because uh, we were missing some of our best players uh, and the midfield was uh, weak because of that. And uh, even then, we actually hit the post. Hmm. Right, so you know that that thing happens. You know, some days uh, that goes in, some days that goes out, and that can make the difference uh, in any game because nobody is coming in here to just uh, you know uh, give us an easy time, right? And uh, what what surprised us was the new players who came in, surprisingly good uh, for Saint Kitts and Nevis. Just the Substitutions they made uh, in the second half. Uh, suddenly, it was uh, you know they were playing short passes in the midfield, and that's where we were weak, and uh, no longer playing those long balls which we could handle because uh, we had a couple of tall defenders. So uh, yeah, when that happened, uh, we got uh, had in the second half. But still, it's okay. You know, uh, one match uh, we can make a couple of mistakes and uh, drop a point. You're never gonna win all the matches. But at least we did it here, and we can take the lessons from here and then go to Macau because that's the game that we have to win. We yeah. cannot make mistakes over there. Anyways, uh, it uh, could have been called as two friendlies, but then uh, in the end, it turned out to be a tournament uh, as EF wanted it. Uh, Without a final, man, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, two games yeah. for each team that doesn't even qualify for a league properly. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. it was termed as a tournament, uh, uh, but but we know it was a preparatory uh, no, uh, two games that uh, India needed, and uh, it yeah. was just a warm up for. Uh, uh, for the Macau game, and it would—it was more than a warm-up. It uh, did highlight a lot of uh, good things that India can take away. Uh, some of the new players that showed showed potential. Uh, Manveer got his debut. Uh, uh, Thapa also was uh, did come on uh, against Saint Kitts and Nevis. So yeah. that that's uh, really a, a highlight and uh, uh, something that uh, these youngsters can look forward to uh, in the coming years yeah. because uh, an entire camp. Uh, was given to them uh, one week or two weeks yeah. prior to th- this uh, two games, two game uh, tournament. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, all in all, tournament. yeah, all in all, uh, uh, you know, a satisfactory result for India. Uh, yes, it uh, does mean that well, we have not not very satisfactory, but you know, you you, you can take this and move forward. You know, to whatever result, it it was always going to have a limited impact, and that's what it's going to have. But yeah. talking about you know uh, in the you know team uh, for the future or whatever, uh, India won under under fifteen south in Nepal. Oh yes, and beat Nepal over there. 
and if you, if you if I may be so bold, uh, the under 15 players, the game they play, the passing game, and the technique, it's already better than the senior team. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, and and beating going to Nepal and beating Nepal is very tough. Yeah, and we we have actually faltered many times in the junior soft tournaments. In, no, in fact, in fact, uh, Nepal yeah. have a much better younger side than India. Uh, because we seen uh, some, in some cases yes yes, yes. and uh, we also seen uh, Stephen Constant mention that uh, because uh, he yeah. he has spent some time in Nepal and they say and, and he did yeah. uh, say that they will go all out you know what whatever the game yeah. whatever the opponent and they got a fighting yeah. spirit and uh, even the team that came to India had a lot of youngsters so that really shows yeah. you that the younger the the lower age group as is much more stronger than uh, you know how uh, India. Uh, has put up because uh, the under 17 side of india if you just uh, understand it's been uh, you know lately yeah. picked up and then uh, the, the the exposure tours and just got uh, got them better but uh, for yeah. for nepal it's been uh, you know a stronger base so uh, yeah. for, I, i think it's a great win for india and in india under under 15 age group and uh, mm-hmm. it just shows uh, we've got a long way Uh, ahead of us and uh, it's a great start so moving uh, yeah. uh, ahead uh, we, we have some uh, sad news so emad khan uh, two time olympian uh, of uh, of uh, the indian national side uh, he expired uh, at the age of 90 that's a big loss for india he is he was uh, suffering yeah. from a prolonged illness and uh, he's been yeah. a two time uh, olympian uh, played in the year 1948 and 52 yeah, yeah. olympic games and uh, legend, yes legend. great and uh, also he, he had some uh, uh, 11 caps for india where he scored three goals uh, but mo- yeah. more than that he was almost a big legend uh, at the, the, the east bengal team uh, where he's won multiple yeah. tournaments like the ibs shield durant cup mm-hmm. uh, rovers cup 62 goals in all for east bengal chinadil big loss for yeah. india yeah i mean uh, he he was uh, part of some very crucial and important moments in indian football and uh, those were the heydays you know uh, right after independence we went to uh, olympics and we were playing france uh, and we lost uh, after we missed two penalties he was there uh, he was part of that team uh, and but but because of the way we played uh, it was uh, you know india earned the respect of the world uh, that day Uh, later on he kept playing for india uh, and he was uh, you know part of a lot of uh, good tournaments he played in asian games uh, asian cup uh, this this was a much better team you know if, if we had fifa rankings back then uh, we would be somewhere up in the 15 16 yeah, and, and it's one of the golden years of uh, indian football uh, yeah. because that's when uh, we really showed uh, great class and potential at that time and then yeah. it did deteriorate after some time but then these were the times yeah. where india could have been uh, a superpower had it you know taken yeah. it forward from I there i mean this was this was a, this was the time when mohammad salim went to play uh, abroad when uh, chuni goswami got a uh, offer to play for tottenham hotspurs but uh, you know he was worried about the job he had back home uh, and mm. he was, he didn't really know what it actually meant i mean later on he would go on to uh, you know just uh, be uh, regretful about that that you know he wishes he took that offer even uh, amit khan had a big regret uh, about not being able to play the world cup in 1950 uh, he uh, later spoke to a lot of Uh, media outlets uh, saying like you know we we should have taken that you know that could have changed uh, the story of indian football forever 
but uh, yeah you know uh, he he was also he, he will be remembered as one of the panch pandava of uh, east bengal you know yeah. the the fear some lot back when east bengal had a golden era they they were just winning back to back trophies everywhere uh, he he was a part of that i've been like uh, you know since yesterday we've been hearing uh, a lot of uh, stories about his life coming out you know obviously this was way before our time we don't really have much video footage of him either mm-hmm. but uh, he's a elegant player yeah and uh, had had his moments too you know he could get hot headed sometimes uh, uh, there was uh, one derby where he got red carded uh, because of a rash foul and uh, east bengal fans turned on him like they blamed him for the loss that day because uh, he got that red card and mm. uh, he had to be escorted back to his house uh, by a cordon of policemen because they were people who were trying to kill him <laughs> outside and they had barricaded roads so you know he had seen the best in the world basically a prop you know the, the craziest and greatest and most awesome moments in indian football uh, back in the day he was a part of that and uh, with him all those uh, you know it, it, i think i think we, when we remember him we remember those times as well and uh, you know hopefully someday we get back up there he he his biggest regret was that we got a chance to play in the world cup but did not yeah. and uh, maybe you know maybe the best way to honor him is to try to earn that back and this time not miss out on it. Now uh, yes uh, as we just spoke about uh, the Asian Games triumph uh, that India you know yeah. uh, succeeded just after the independence will be a great tribute to him uh, if he do make it to the, uh, the the Asian Cup in 2019 it will be a great way to start yeah. and get back that uh, lost glory. So India yes are a uh, one one striker less uh, after the passing away of Ahmed Khan. uh it's very sad to know about that news uh another news bit that that's coming in uh that's about the ISL kicking off uh do we have the dates chiranjit or do we have some timings that no, are fixed we we knew the dates already it's mid november it's probably uh, 15 or 16 something like that uh don't remember the exact date but it's around that time uh, but the news is that uh, they're going to have uh, 8 8 pm kickoffs 8 pm so yeah that's a bit late i Yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's good for let, let's 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 go selective on this. It's good for Mumbai. It's great for Bengaluru. It's great for Chennai, but not so much for you know. It's actually great for Delhi as well and Pune. Bad but for I bad for Guwahati. Yeah, not I. I'm not sure about Guwahati. I'm not sure about Kolkata either, and I'm not sure about Kochi and uh, Madurai. because uh, the thing is mumbai or kolkata thing is uh, in in the mega cities right uh, in like mumbai people work till like uh, 6:30 7 so uh, if you have a 8 pm kick off they will uh, come properly but like, it's going to be a weekend uh, kick off right it's it's no longer midweek uh, games it's friday yeah friday is uh, friday saturday and double header on sunday that's what we're hearing mm-hmm. but uh, this this is uh, this is about you know the thing the trick to going to football is that uh, what do you have after the game like how do you get back home and in mumbai that's not a problem chennai pune uh, pune to is, a, is the location of the stadium is an issue but uh, still on a match day there will be enough uh, transportation available uh, bangalore that's not going to be a problem delhi not a problem 
Kolkata a little bit of a problem because uh, if if they did go to Kolkata or ATK, they play uh, in Salt Lake Stadium. That place is uh, not proper Kolkata. It's it's a bit far from the town side, and uh, it it's only connected by buses, and buses are not that frequent as well. So at 10 p.m. you don't get buses, okay, yeah. and people coming out will have trouble getting home. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, you know the the corporation. Arrange this for special buses to transport people back home, something like that. Uh, I don't know what uh, what about Kochi because 10 p.m. Kochi is not also that great, uh, and Mardau. Yeah, maybe it, it's a bit better with Mardau, but uh, still, if if you're talking people who have uh, travelled a bit, like uh, you know they've, they've travelled a distance, uh, at 10 p.m. they will have uh, you know trouble finding uh, some transport back home. But overall, it's going to work out because ISL is meant for TV audience anyway, and you make money, your most of your money from uh, the ratings and the advertising on TV. And if you start at eight instead of seven, you get a lot more eyeballs. It's a proper prime time show then. So yeah, in that way, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, I even I was thinking about that. Uh, yes, it does mean uh, good for the working people in the metros. But uh, what if yeah. uh, uh, you have people traveling uh, from afar and then uh, transport becomes an issue? Uh, that so again, the thing is, with Guwahati, Guwahati, it's it's bad because the stadium is so far out of the city, and uh, not even many buses go that route. And at 10 p.m., what is going to get? So yeah, if if you're going, you better arrange for your transport, like. a few friends coming together renting a car or something like that or getting your own car just get your own transport don't wait for something hmm. i think it just uh, encourages group travel over here you know yeah. uh, rather yeah. than uh, traveling by yourself it uh, makes sense to have a group of uh, people uh, a group of fans coming together because that again uh, you know lights up the, the environment uh, in the stadium and uh, yeah. it, it creates a uh, it it creates a, an easy way to get back home as well Uh, ah yeah. yeah so th- that's uh, that's about uh, uh, the news bit from ISL we move on to a very interesting topic and this is coming from bengaluru it's specifically bengaluru fc and west block blues so as as we did mention that uh, uh, bengaluru uh, fc fans have just uh, made themselves known for all the right reason but yes uh, there was some you know a, a bit of you know a down uh, down on 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 their no. part a bit of uh, you know uh, not the best of news uh, to be uh, part of uh, when uh, you know reno anto put up that post and uh, oh, there well, yeah on. i know it was a, I, it, yeah. it, it you can call it a bit you know not very mature but again uh, there was some <laughs> There were some news and talks about uh, the Bengaluru FC fans uh, uh, mm-hmm. have already having a tiff with uh, the Kerala Blasters fan. ISL is yeah. not even kicked off, and uh, here we have uh, two fan groups, you know, talking to each other and already creating that uh, fiery. You know, it's only good for uh, the hype. You know, the season is uh, like the ISL season is starting in November. We are already having fan group groups clashing online, so. This this will only create extra buzz around those uh, matches and probably generate a rivalry. Yeah, this is how actually rivalries are born. You know, it's like one one two. You, you don't you don't become rivals by being nice to each other. <laughs> and uh, as we have seen with ATK versus Goa or uh, you know CC CFC versus KBFC, just playing out great matches 
on the field does not always mean you become like big rivals. If that was the case, then Shillong, Lajong, and Mountbatten would be great rivals by now. <laughs> But they're not because they're too nice to each other. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. T- talking about those things, uh, Siju was in Bangalore, and uh, she was in conversation with uh, two of the well-known uh, uh, fans of uh, the West Block Blues, and they're they're part of the West Block Blues. They are Anup and uh, Ullas. Uh, Siju was in conversation with them. Uh, she speaks about a lot of things, and uh, you can hear about uh, about the conversation right as we jump into it. So here we are with uh, the West Block Blues fans, and they are. I don't have. I don't. I don't think they need introduction. They are the beloved twelfth uh, man of Bengaluru FC. Now we have only two people here. We were looking forward to some more of them, but unfortunately things don't work out every time. But we have Anup Menon and Ullas here, who are very active, not only offline but also online on Twitter with an active and I think extremely intelligent or knowledgeable about what's happening in Indian football, and also keep a tab of it. So. uh starting off with how did you all get attracted to indian football like how did you all start about and what was that first point in hey you know what let's football in india how do we go about it okay so for me it's a a longish association but it's been an on off association when i was a kid i would uh, follow santosh trophy from the newspapers and all i grew up in ahmedabad but uh, my dad used to follow kerala football So I would keep track of Santosh Trophy. In fact, my father once uh, led a protest against Times of India and the World Edition for not carrying Santosh Trophy uh, news, and uh, they had to eventually buckle down because he got some hundred Malayalis to write letters and all, and uh, they had to eventually publish. So then I I would keep track through newspapers, Mohan Bagan, East Bengal, uh, Kerala Police, Titanium, all those teams. Then eventually the NFL came about. Uh, FC Cochin, I kept track of, but then uh, it was very difficult to really get into it because I was in Gujarat. Once I moved to Bangalore, I I always always wished to have a local team. Um, and when Bangalore FC was formed, obviously it became much easier. There was a local connect, and uh, yeah, right from day one, uh, I've been following BFC's fortunes and uh, even the practice matches and all of those. Yeah, that's my story. Hello. Hello. Well, uh, the reason why I started following Indian football was just one left foot. That is Jopal Ancheri. Okay. So Jopal Ancheri used to. I mean, he's a very famous player from Kerala. Maybe the most famous after I am Vijayan. And he used to play for JCT. JCT Fagwada had a team uh, in the I League, uh, NFL actually. That's how they started. And all the big names used to play for JCT at that point of time. And that's how I started. Uh, I just happened to see them once on TV, and then I, I was obviously a kid in school, and and I used to play football. So it started of following the players, and then the club. So I started following JCT as a club, and unfortunately, when they closed down, we, I didn't have a club to follow. So I kept track of all the other clubs. Dempo in two thousand eight, nine, the legendary team, and so through newspapers because there was very little uh, coverage. Z Z Sports used to cover. and uh, uh maybe i don't know how many of you know uh, the lady who covers cricket now uh, mayanti mayanti langer yeah. she used to host uh, i league uh, program in z and uh, it was fun watching 
at that point of time also even with the because of my thing <laughs> some attraction <laughs> yeah. uh, well i would not like to believe that but <laughs> so that's how my association with football started and of course it continued i mean i've always been in touch with indian football in terms of keeping track of where of what's happening yeah. Yeah. with the league and all mm-hmm. that so but yeah until of course bangalore fc happened where i actually started experiencing it first hand mm-hmm. till that time it was not first hand experience it was more of newspaper coverage mm-hmm. and whatever we see on tv correct yeah. it was it we, i don't think i was ever invested in a club mm-hmm. until bfc came about Hmm. So I think this is more or less coming from the grassroots and then coming to a city and waiting for something to be identified with because you're kind of lost now because you've already been part of football. That's a very interesting story because where I come from and probably I'm much far a generation but we are literally uh, attracted to so much of a brand building around it. I mean when we started when I started following football every everything is a big team like United is a big team I support United. So every everything is a big team and they're a big name. uh so we don't know the struggle or anything so we just go for a big name and trying to be with the bandwagon kind of a thing but do you all agree the fact that irrespective of what team you support or what you support if you love the sport you will go any extent to follow it whether it's even in your village that you come from where there's a small team uh or anything or a big do you all agree on that bit so for me it was a, a, that part was a bit of a challenge because ahmedabad didn't have a football scene even at a school level there was zavius loyola which had a decent football team back then uh, but at the school level football wasn't encouraged as a sport uh, but in kerala it was a sharp contrast when we would every time we'd come home for summer holidays uh, it would always be football everywhere in fact it's pretty sad to see how uh, in the past uh, 15 odd years football has sort of become secondary to cricket in kerala so so yeah there's that but i agree that you know, i i i followed european football i i'm a manchester united supporter as well maybe not to the extent uh, of of uh, being a rabid passionate supporter because i just don't feel that connect hmm. but i do support united i watch their games when i can uh, but yeah so football has always been part of life uh, even though i grew up in gujarat hmm. you 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 were asking about whether uh, the passion takes you places yeah. so i don't know whether uh, at least from my point of view it's just the passion about the game but uh, in my case it's more of the passion for the team that okay. i support okay. so if my team is playing somewhere i need to be there hmm. that's because we need to support our players hmm. and they see us and they feel happy about it and they probably even that 5% extra if they give hmm. that's enough to turn games so Absolutely. it's an obligation that i have on myself to ensure that i and all of us rather i i'm sure i speak for the west club blues when i say that, that we need to be present wherever our team plays to whatever extent possible i mean of course there are limitations in terms yeah. of monetary etc but it, i think it's a passion for our team and our players mm-hmm. and an obligation of being the 12th man that we have taken upon ourselves uh, coincident same point but don't you think if what if you were not associated with the sport somehow like i'm coming back to the same point uh and would you still go out saying that because it's your city because it's your team that's playing for you would you still go for it um in terms of um the connect without having the connect towards the sport but still having the connect towards a team which represents the city probably to a certain extent yes okay. it also depends upon how that team connects to us 
uh, as an entity, as what they stand for and how they speak to us in the, with their communication, mm-hmm. etc. If they create that connect that, hey, look, I mean, it could be kabaddi, it could be badminton, it could be, you know, volleyball, it could yeah. be any sport, mm-hmm. even billiards or chess for that matter. This right. is the most unfriendliest in terms of mm-hmm. spectatorship. So, but if they say that, hey, we are here representing your city and if they manage to make that connect, I think as, an, as a person, I'll go. Right. So it's something like I would like to, you know, uh, get back what Nikhil keeps saying. Uh, he keeps saying that he has so much connect with the city Bombay that he keeps saying that Mumbai agar Lagori ka team leke aega, to bhi support karu. You know, it's, 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 I think it's a fair point. So what according to you all did Bengaluru FC as a football club do that, do right in doing all of this connectivity and the connection and everything. According to a fan, a fan looks at So, what do you exactly feel connected to? So, I think it might be uh, good to look at the clubs that existed before BFC. There was HL and HL still has a loyal following. Right? So, there, there are people, there are old-timers who still swear by the HL team even though they didn't have uh, you know, a lot of success. So, I think what BFC really did well is speak in a language that Bangalore understands. Bangalore is a young city um, and people have followed a lot of European football. They understand that language. In fact, the problem we have, one of, if you look at the current problems that West Block Blues have, it is that we speak in a language that not other cities necessarily understand because we have had more exposure to European football, right? So, I think that was a big plus. Right from day one, BFC was all over social media. They were in college campuses. So, people really, uh, you know, their their communication really resonated with a very young audience in Bangalore uh, who were brought up on a fodder of European football. So, they finally had a local club that also was cool to follow. Um, The other factor was that the club very consciously put fans as a priority. Everything that they did was to ensure that fan participation is there. That respect, I mean, it's a simple thing, right? You give respect, you take respect. That's simple. So, as long as uh, they were doing that or they're still doing it, uh, we feel that, okay, they they are respecting us. They feel we are important. And it's, it's a simple leadership or for that matter, team building um, strategy adopted worldwide, right? You give your team members that uh, sense of responsibility and involvement and they automatically start doing things for you. That's what BFC did. Everything, be it uh, players meeting the fans, be it uh, putting up posts across social media, involving fans, having BFC TV, and that is again run by fans. That all made uh, sure that they were catering to the audience. And BFC was very clear that we want to cater to the urban um, uh, popular uh, population of Bangalore as a city. Mm. And they did that positioning and they got it right. So, mm. so now when you look up and BFC is now, does it also uh, give you the reason to support more that from the day one that they were in, 
they've got trophies they've got so i think that uh, we always uh, come to terms with that you know why cricket games must be very why 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 you know keep asking because and one reason if you go and think in a broader perspective perspective is that they've got results no matter where they've gone they've got world cups irrespective of how many teams play that sport or whatever but we are like the best out there so like do you think also that that fell into place where yes the connect but even what the fans are looking for the trophy cabinet i think uh, it's not just the success because come to think of it we are world leaders in carrom and kabaddi also <laughs> but uh, so for a lot of us who uh, started following bfc in the first season honestly we had no idea we'd win the league and uh, if you ask the fans they would say that that first league was a dream for all of us because going to bfs bfs is a lot like cooperage in terms of yeah. uh, how intimate yeah. the whole setting is right so so for us that was uh, uh, not a factor the success but yes the success helped uh, second season we saw a whole new bunch of fans coming in and every season we keep seeing it uh, and it's a very young uh, bunch of fans that keep coming that keeps coming in and that's very encouraging to see and the success helps but more than the success i think it is the professionalism that really helps we may not win a league uh, we we may not win the league we may we may go trophyless for a couple of seasons but as far as the standards are where they should be in terms of managing the club in terms of managing fan relations i'm pretty sure that we'll continue to attract more fans yeah. i actually feel that success play a huge role i don't think we would have the number of fans that we currently have if we had not had trophy success especially uh, in the you know maybe in the third season or for that matter um, because to a certain extent when fans come to watch a game you need to give them a good game and the team home team needs to win mm. then they feel happy about it and might even consider coming back again yeah. for for the i'm not talking about the core say 1000 2000 core group which comes there just irrespective, to, irrespective of whatever yeah. be the result but the rest 3 4000 which yeah. comes in and maybe another floating population of about a couple of thousand we get every yeah. uh, match day which all of us bring uh, all these people so yeah the team playing well uh, has played a role but what's the reason why the team is playing well because the club is managed well because they have uh, you know players who are taken care of and then players automatically feel that they need to perform on the field because they feel that they have been taken care of so all of that so it is a connected thing mm. uh, but yeah i don't think we would have as many fans if we had been trophyless but that's a strange uh, paradox actually because in the second season when we lost the league uh, to mohan bagan on the last day of the season seriously that's the one loss that galvanized the fan base oh yeah so even oh, though yeah. there is an argument that you know success gets you more fans it's that if i i have lost count of the number of people in west block blues uh, who have told me that my most memorable day as a fan is the day we lost not a day we won yes so yeah. you know i have forgotten uh, i i I'll, i'll never forget the day uh, when so many people i mean on the mohan bagan side they were crying out of joy and on the west block blues side we were crying out of sheer despair right so that i mean it it sort of tests the argument that success yeah. got us fans because a lot of fans came back the next season wanting to see the team win yeah. and that is where that is what defined the entire season for us when we said right from the first match that 
we will take back what is rightfully ours. Hmm. It's also, I think that loss just uh, resonated saying that, you know, we are, we've gotten used to, it's like a little what Chetri had once said, I think even he spoke to us in our uh, interview yeah. that I took, uh, we've been spoiled. Yeah. You know, since the time, the first day we are on the pitch, we are getting success. So we've been spoiled. So the moment we came like, oh my God, we didn't win. We were like, damn, this is like the world has come to an end. That's how it was. But in a way, like Ulla said, that, that also pushed us, not just the team, but the fans saying that, hey, you know what? It's ours to take. So mm-hmm. let's go take that what is ours. Now, taking a point from what you all said, both of you all spoke about the professionalism and the way the management works. Now, if I have to take that, since I'm talking to the fans, here I'm looking at, when I'm looking at from the outsider, okay, who follows football, here I don't see a club, a football club that works professionally, which is it, which is it bound to do so. And that's why he, it attracts so many people. But here I also see a fan base that is working so professionally in one way or the other. You know, like one of the things to say was, I have, I mean, we've been so much in Indian football, like we, there have been teams that have been uh, fan following, but never a thought of bed for traveling fans, you know, something like that, that uh, connect with other fans saying that, hey, you know what, if you want to stay back, you can stay back. Or, or for that matter, arranging something and saying that let's go for this and we are in this together when it comes to a broader perspective. You might be my enemy when I, you know, when you're supporting a club that are against my club, but otherwise we are in this together to get Indian football. So, how did all of that, when you all work among together, how did that resonate among yourself and how did that build up? And now it's become like a tight unit that is open to people and just come to us and you know. I'll, I'll take my example. Mm-hmm. To, and then, of course, Ullas can add on to it because he's has a wider view of it than probably I do. Um, I was always part of the games. I used to go watch every game. I have not missed a single home game in the last four years of BFC's existence. Fans make note, whoever are there at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, being fortunate enough, I mean, it's luck, of course. Yeah. So, but um, it is it is more of the effort from... The others, the people like Vasim, Ullas, Ajit, Abhijit, Rakesh, everybody who actually noticed that, hey, there is a guy who is equally passionate, but is not involved. Let's involve him. And that's how they said, hey, you need to get involved. You can't just come here, watch the game, clap and support your team online and then just go back. Yeah. Why don't you contribute in some way or the other? And that's when I realized that, hey, they, got, they are doing so much. They are putting in their time, money, energy into this. And I am just enjoying it, right? All the flags and the banners that you see, somebody's unfolding it and unfolding it. But there, there are, you know, maybe 30 odd people working for three days behind. And I felt guilty. Yeah. And I said, okay, I need to contribute in some way. And that's how I started. And that's how everyone started coming in. Uh, with respect to the ideas which come in, actually, maybe Ullas can add more how. How did we become professional, if at all? So, I, so I think there's an assumption that we are professional. Uh, but there's there's a system to yeah. it. There when is. you're outside, looking at it. That's what I meant. Why I used I to I'm, I'm actually very glad that that's how we come across because the chaos that happens at the back end, that's something only we know. Hmm. I mean, till the last moment, nothing is organized. We are making frantic phone calls. Ten people respond. Uh, 20 don't and Vasim uh, always says I yes. need a four-wheeler I yeah, need a Vasim, <laughs> before every game I need, to, I need a four-wheeler to transport this so it's it's nowhere near professional but it's just that it's just a bunch of guys who enjoy 
the football scene. Uh, so that's somehow it works out. So it's not, there is no method to the madness, to be honest. I wish I could tell you there is, but there isn't. Uh, it somehow just falls in place. There have been times when there have been bloopers, but you never saw it from the outside. Yeah. Exactly. So all of that keeps happening. It's it's part of our life, uh, you know, as, as West Block Blues. But uh, as far as engagement with other fans uh, is concerned during international games and all, uh, there's an important thing. We see football as a celebration. So uh, a lot of a banter is often misconstrued as abusive and all that. Uh, and then we've often been, uh, you know, uh, in the crosshairs of the Kolkata fan base and now uh, the Kerala Blasters fan base. Uh, but for us, it, we don't take ourselves that seriously. So when we are bantering, it's never meant to, you know, personally. offend anyone. Personally, yeah. Huh, no, it's, no, it's, it's, no, never, it's never meant. It's just that... We we banter, we chant, we try to get under the skin of the opposition. But once that is done, we all go to the same auntie shop to have chai. And uh, when when there is an India game happening, uh, so the reason I bring that up is uh, I've heard some fans from the opposition club saying that uh, they despise West Block Blues, or you know they will not sit with West Block Blues even if it's an India game. And that makes me chuckle because it's we've never taken it that seriously. If, if an India game is happening in Kolkata, I would have no qualms about uh, cheering along with East Bengal or Mohan Bagan fans or in Kerala with Blasters. So, it's all, yeah, it's all pretty and, casual. And compared to Bagan or uh, East Bengal fan base, we are nothing. I mean, compared yeah. to them in terms of their longevity. Yeah. They've been there for hundreds of years. Yeah. Kudos. I mean, if we, I would be more than happy if I can see that kind of a fan base grow for BFC, but what they have done, the way they have supported the club, we have utmost respect for all these clubs um, and and their fans. More, in fact, more for the fans than the club because club Actually, club, so. club has political <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. strings attached to it, but the fans who stick through it. So so I mean, but yeah, when you come to the field, we'll give you help. But outside of it, yeah, it's all pretty chill. So in a lot of my online rants as well. I have criticized both East Bengal and Mohan Bagan uh, equally uh, for the way they have mismanaged the club, right? And but I've also said that a fan base so passionate, a fan base that's endured like so many uh, you know generations, right? And and so much mismanagement over the years, uh, they deserve better. Mm-hmm. Right? They deserve a better run club than the present Mohan Bagan or East Bengal, and that's pretty much. And even in Kerala, for example. How many great clubs has Kerala seen? But all of them somehow fizzle out. Right? Yeah. Uh, a small team like Kerala Police used to be so big uh, at one point in time. So We just hope that all of these clubs do well and the fan base is increased. Because that helps us also yeah. you know, come together. Just that don't expect us to be too polite to you and exchange scarves with you and all. That's not going to happen, boss. Uh, we will, we will uh, as I said, we've... We've seen a lot of European football, a lot of our language is different. Mm. But we have, honestly speaking, the kind of abuse we hear in Bangla and Malayalam, that's wild, obscene. Uh, so compared to that... Any reasonable language yeah, matter. <laughs> uh, compared to that, what, what we say, we drop an F-word here and there, that's not even remotely offensive. If someone is offended, they should just stop watching mm. football, I guess. Mm. So, uh, since I mentioned that I was coming to that, what do you think ticked off, like... Why is it? Is it something? I mean, F word is something that is used. I know. We, I know we are allowed to say on the show, but still, it's something that 
evidently any kid uh, and me says mm. and it's become like part of your life you know mm. uh, without you know it means something else altogether but it's become an expression right now okay. whether you're happy whether you're sad whether you want to abuse literally someone it's part of things so what exactly ticked the fans off or what according to you what do you all think the whole mess that has happened right now See, there is a great divide in the thinking yeah. of probably our fan fans and the prob- i don't know who who all but the rest right mm-hmm. something which is just the way of life very normal for us is not probably construed as normal by the others mm-hmm. so the words that we use normally in everyday life even a 10 year old boy in uh, boy girl whatever in bangalore uses that word just like that I mean, and it's not derogatively used it's just the way it is the culture mm-hmm. so it's a very uh, it's just like when you do business with a japanese and an indian there are differences right yeah. and you need to be mindful of that i think that's the re- that's exactly what is being panning out here uh, what we consider as normal is not considered exactly. normal that's and like then they pile on to that yeah. and we are not able to understand what did we do wrong and i mean of course we are we are sorry if we did something wrong but we don't really see something that we did wrong so i think I th- that's fundamentally in my opinion the problem no and i think i'm not sorry about anything we have done so uh, frankly speaking we haven't been half as offensive as um, a lot of other clubs have been in, but except that they do that in the regional language we do it in english that's the only thing uh, see the thing is it's it's very interesting that uh, there is such a big divide as anup said because if you look at uh, bangalore madiwala is the new gulf right for mallors Uh, you you go to Madiwala BTM, uh, it's it's full of Malayalis. Uh, you look at most IT companies, it's full of Bengalis, right? You talk to and I have spoken to a lot of East Bengal Mohan Bagan supporters, uh, not as many Blasters supporters, but uh, the Kolkata fan base. I've spoken to a lot of them who work out of Bangalore, and they don't take offense. Yeah. They are pretty chill. Exactly. Uh, having said that a lot of fans who are based out of kolkata or maybe not even kolkata like interior west bengal they somehow take offense to the banter that we come up with and uh, in fact there is this this whole thing the virality of social media at times mm-hmm. works against common sense mm-hmm. so uh, they will edit a clip so this blasters whole episode they've conveniently edited out the part where we were chanting for reno and ck vinny right yeah, yeah. they just picked out those 6 seconds when we were just messing around with Reno and Vinit we we didn't even know uh, there were other blasters fans and we did, we didn't even mean to address it to them you mm-hmm. we just poking around with Reno and Vinit it was all in good spirit and i think i was at present there okay yeah. and even though on tv the crowd may look good but i always made i always come to the point that You know, loud like it literally kind of attempts echoes. You know, it's yeah. that loud. So I literally did not hear that <laughs> bit exactly. at all. There were only about twenty people. Like yeah, I I think it was only for seconds, few yeah. seconds. I, I don't once. know because I was so there. So Anup and I, yeah. Anup and I usually stand together, and we stand a little away from the center where hmm. most of the chanting originates, and we could barely hear that chant. I mean, yeah. so we were like. when did this happen what hmm. happened hmm. so yeah. even we were struggling to comprehend what 
uh, they took offense to. Yeah, the only time I got no was when I got on social media. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what happened? I was there. I don't <laughs> know what this. Yeah. It's a classic case of mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, yeah it's same thing like how other riots take place. You I know, mean, like yeah. something viral. Which is which is why I'm saying I'm yeah, not viral. sorry for any of this. Social uh, media. Mean, yeah, the, if if they the problem with our country is uh, everyone just gets offended by everything. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to, uh, you know, explain myself to every one of them. They they are free to make their own conclusion. They are free to be triggered, be provoked, and do whatever it is that they want to do. Uh, and honestly, you're most welcome to come to Kanthirava and flood the stadium to support the team you uh, love so much. And it's good for Indian football yeah. that that you are such passionate supporters. Uh, in fact, if you remember, till a couple of seasons ago. All our conversations were about this. That, in fact, uh, Chiranjit uh, uh, and I have had a few Twitter exchanges about how there needs to be a club from Kerala that can really mobilize the Malappuram fan base. Right? It's it's much needed because yeah. Kerala deserves a football exactly. club, good football club, professionally run one. Uh, because we've had a lot of false starts with the FC Cochins and the Eagles FC and so on and so mm. forth. So, and now there is this evergreen thing uh, happening. So too many controversial, too many shady type of business dealings there. So we, we would be happy if Kerala Blasters were here for a long term, and uh, uh, most welcome if the the fans want to come to Kanthira. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you want to take offense at everything, that's your call. Now let's come back to football. Yeah. You know, uh, unless like somebody, I think uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on on Twitter, and uh, one of them at least said like, at least we were talking about Indian football. I'm happy for that. <laughs> All of a sudden, in respect yeah. of the action on field, yeah. Indian football is still up there in the picture. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's come back to football. Like I said, Bengaluru in ISL. You know, I remember the chant that said. I don't think you know the first thing that came out. The question from the other fans is, "Are we a chant or what? Are you talking ISL is BFC. We don't need no ISL." And there you come, an announcement that BFC are in ISL. How was your first reaction to that? <laughs> no, I mean, see, um, there, there are fans and there are cl- there are clubs. Uh, clubs need to take decisions based on their um, roadmap and what's in their best interest. Fans can have their own opinions. So we, as fans, believe that we have, we still have our own opinions about each football tournament. Um, but the fan, uh, the, the chairman of the club or the, the entire club doesn't listen to the fans and take decisions. So we are very well cognizant of that. Uh, we had a chant. We believe in that. Um, we we won't be able to use it now, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's how life goes. So uh, I think we have we have come to that. Stage. We are able to tweak that somehow. The guys will probably tweak. And and also the fact that uh, if you look at our opposition to uh, ISL, it was on very uh, clear grounds. You know, when it's a close league. There's no promotion relegation, right? Yeah. The draft system, it it looks like it's it's designed in a way that's not uh, good for Indian football. That was our opinion, and that is our opinion. Uh, that said, there there's a lot of good things that have been promised. Like they're saying that they'll relook the promotion relegation thing. Mm-hmm. So the AFC we, Cup spot and all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you make it a proper functioning league, right? right. Instead of doing this whole three four month uh, shosha. Yeah. So make it a professional league. Uh, include more teams. Give teams something to aspire to. Uh, give a Shillong Lajong or an Aizawl FC something to aspire to. That you know, if we play well in this league next year, we'll be in the ISL. 
so uh, open it up right if that is the case we don't care about branding i mean you can call it isl you can call it nfl you can call it i league whatever you want to call it call it just make it a fair league and that is something that we still believe in even though bfc is in the isl we wanted mohan bagan and east bengal also to be in the and isl fc yeah and isl fc so uh, and, and, and i was and most disapp- yeah and i was most disappointed that mohan bagan and east bengal messed it up and uh, i don't know the actual reasons but either they messed up or the league messed with them i don't know what happened but uh, i was most disappointed because they are probably the oldest clubs and they they are the ones who have been uh, you know surviving despite mm-hmm. tremendous odds they deserve to be in the yeah, top absolutely. tier no of indian of football it. so instead of new age franchises that have just paid their way into yeah. this whole system right so there's that that opposition still remains yeah as fans we maintain our stand yeah. and 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 we we would respectfully disagree with the club uh, if they think that it these are not valid issues they are making their decisions based on the facts presented to them and and the future as they see and we have certain ideological reservations about isl and those are going to stay hmm. yeah. yeah i think no no even the club understands that that's why yeah. they tried so hard with the isl uh, organization organizing committee to get afc recognition yeah. those are certain things which are fundamentally required and mm-hmm. club is trying their best we as fans are uh, are trying our best let's see how it goes it's yeah, a very no. it's a very tumultuous um, phase in indian football right, right now everyone recognizes that So instead of football, there's a league fan. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's a league fan. Yeah, it's pretty silly. I mean, what's in a name, right? I mean, exactly. bring down the number of foreigners. Uh, you know, let more Indian players be employed, right? Mm. Uh, there were contract-related issues in the first couple of seasons of ISL. Players were not getting a good run out, right? So, all of those things should be taken into consideration. We'd be okay then. You call it uh, whatever you want to call it. We don't care about the name. Mm. Now, coming to the whole. Mr. Vistakut Saisal, uh, let's spend some more time talking about this great event, the great saga that unfolded. You know, uh, the draft system. You know, if, if, I mean, I believe a lot of followers of you know of TFG Football Podcast. I mean, at the end of the day, we all the fans sitting out there talking our mind out, and we had like one whole show about ranting about this. Definitely a rant about the draft. Like mm-hmm. this is messed up, totally yeah. messed up. Uh, we all went through it. By all I mean, Bengaluru FC went through it. Yeah. and uh, had to go and you know i was of the so i'll tell you something small i was of the assumption that since the afc campaign is a continuation this is season from what you started play mm-hmm. against april 25 or the continuation of the last you know the ongoing Correct. afc so that core team for afc <laughs> remained the same you know i never thought like you know yeah, bengaluru would go under the hammer and you know even their players would go and hard, they would get ma- maintained so They all lost like hell lot of players. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, and uh, there was many of them out of there with great connection to the fans mm-hmm. and to the club, and just like how you were saying about the professionalism that the club gets. Yeah. So what? How did that go? But I am still moaning about it. Like even players say, you know, like Chetri said that when we got no, we cried over it and we moved on. But it's so for players like the team is bigger. So we'll go for that, and they have to because if they think about it, they can't play. Whereas fans, how do you all? How do you all react? I mean, all big names like Lindo, Jingan. Though he played for just one season, you know, there are other other names that Amrinder Singh and players still coming out, pouring in their messages, 
example yeah. Reno onto and CK would be there with the Westbrook yeah. boost for the match. How do you? So see, as a club, as a fan base, we are very young. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't seen that entire cycle of what other club fans would have seen, like a Kolkata clubs or a Goan clubs, of seeing their players go out and play yeah. for other teams, etc. Yeah. Right? Even the first season guys mm-hmm. uh, who are not who were not with us in the subsequent seasons, like Robinson, Darren, and so many others who left the yeah. club or were not part of the club in the mm-hmm. subsequent seasons after the second season or from third season or they were not part of the club right. we still felt a connect with them right mm-hmm. because as a fan group we are very young we have not come to terms with losing our own players yeah. right? and that they are our players because that's how it is right mm-hmm. you always cry the hardest when you have in your first few relationships mm-hmm. and then you get in your mm-hmm. so i guess uh, we are going through that phase with specific to drafts uh, that was quite horrible. I don't think as fans, any of us have gotten over it yet. We still cry over it. We will still cry more when we see the Lingdos and the Antos and the Vinits come and play against us. And that would be terrible. I'm, I mean, uh, I'm quite old and I will probably see and have maybe moist eyes. I'm sure the younger fans and 70% of our fan base are all these college kids are mm-hmm. just out of college and volatile, emotional Right. I'm sure all of us are, I mean, as players, they have to get on with their lives. They're professionals. But as fans, we, we have the, we are a bit emotional. So I don't think we've gotten over it. It will take some time for mm-hmm. us to get over it. Let's see how it goes. Exactly. And and I, I completely agree. Chaitri can afford to cry for a week and move on. But fans take a lot longer to get over their idols. In fact, uh, even today, uh, much before the draft and all came about, the hardest player to lose somehow was Darren Caldera. We're still not over it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been three, yeah. four years. Yeah, three it's, years. Been, it's been three, four years. And Darren still remains one of the most special players for the fans. Hmm. So, uh, and he will always be like that, right? So, there's that Johnny Menyonga, for example. Yeah. He's another example of someone who fans absolutely love. Michael so, Collins, Josh Walker. Ah, exactly. So, so many. It's okay. Yeah, Beko is is personally he's my favorite PFC player, Beko. Uh, and so Toy Singh. Yeah, Toy Singh. Toy Singh. They all gave his heart. Yeah, exactly. Famous chant, you know, when he came in Mumbai, Bengaluru got chodke aaya. They had our hearts, so it's very different. Yeah. So so what the draft actually did is, uh, you know, a lot of these players were projects. To be honest with you, when Vinny yeah. came in, he was coming off an injury, and he yeah. had almost gone into wilderness after that injury. Right. When Reno signed up for Bangalore FC, he, he himself has admitted that uh, he had contemplated giving up football as a player, yeah. right? So, these players were not just players, they were projects that Ashley Westwood and Pat Chindal and Mandar and Mustafa worked on, right? So, to lose them in one fell swoop like that just because someone came in and said that our systems are going to change and now you they'll, they'll all be part of the draft. So, that was uh, a kick in the teeth. And uh, that's very difficult to get over. There is a sense that uh, this the system was unfair, um, and then it's that draft system uh, that that we are blaming for losing a player like Reno Anto because we were dealt a card wherein we had to pick a goalkeeper as our first pick. Yeah. 
so that meant that Reno Ento uh, had no, Reno Ento got picked by the Blasters, right? So all those things, yeah, there's a sense of unfairness, but at the same time, what what do we do? What? <laughs> I mean, and Isaac fan says that you chose to come here, so deal with it. Yeah, we're dealing with it. I mean, I mean, a lot of players will not probably even admit it in public, but I'm sure privately yeah. they also have the yes. loyalty. Some of them want may have wanted to stick with BFC, yeah. right? So all those things happen. I mean. Uh, it's not ideal it's not desirable but it has happened and and we'll have to learn to get over this as anup said we are a very young fan base mm-hmm. we haven't seen a lot of players uh, leave the club and then go on to have successful careers outside we'll just have to get used to that mm-hmm. you're bringing that uh, from the draft we didn't see like honestly when i'm looking at when we actually were covering it and then we finally broke down okay these are the teams that we picked uh, the indians that they got from the draft. It was not very colorful. You know, it was not like a retraction. Correct. This is not the BFC that used to be. Where is that? I mean, even if you include the retained players, mm-hmm. you're still looking at a Jamshedpur, you're still looking at a Delhi out of nowhere has picked up so many signings and Kerala with now. But there was also some surprise left. I mean, if you see in the keepers section especially, mm-hmm. knowing the fact that uh, we are starting, we are... I'm not saying we. Bengaluru are starting uh, <laughs> with uh, the AFC campaign. Hmm. Uh, so, and did you, did you, did, because I rather came to my head, you know, were they like keeping up, keeping in mind that we want to get Sandhu into the picture, so we don't go very big or very big spending in the draft, but wait for that to happen, and then it finally did, and it paid off. A clean sheet against the sure. Black North Korean team. Sure. No, I don't think uh, because we were the second highest in terms of spend. Hmm. Second or first, I don't remember, but we spent quite a lot because all of our players were pegged higher. Yeah. Mm. Lenny was at sixty-five lakhs. Cabra um, uh, was yeah. around that range. So all of them were. Yeah, Alvin was at. <laughs> sorry, but was at that range. <laughs> so 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 it was not about the money because I think it was a clear mandate by Parth and Mustafa for the, to Mandar that don't worry get the kind of players that you and the coach want so that was clear um, Gurpreet Singh Sandhu if we go by reports of course we have to go by reports we are fans we don't get the inside dope on it uh, was not I mean otherwise why would they we base the first pick. yeah first pick and get three keepers that too yeah. and that to short keepers yeah. right we have Arindam also we didn't take him so uh, I don't think that they were thinking about uh, GSS at that point of time mm-hmm. Gurpreet Singh Sandhu's thing materialized later on because they probably were fastest and the most uh, agile to act on that particular right. opportunity which came about because he was not going to the Portuguese club also. Mm-hmm. so we, I don't think we planned for it but it happened, so good. So yeah, that's what. Right? When opportunity knocks, you hmm. need to open the door. You can't uh, be thinking and peeping through the people and think and see hmm. Kona who is it. You bloody open the door and let the person. In. So I think that. Now looking at Sandhu finally comes into the picture, and there were mixed reactions even from me. When you look at a, when you're just <laughs> looking at it from a player's thing, you say you think like why? It's yeah. like a degrading. That that happens. In fact, in general as well, in life itself. Now, if I had to look back, where do I go? I I wouldn't go fall back to newspaper, being from a digital space, and you know, going back, struggling with the words that I would write. So it's looking at that. You've played when you're looking from outside. The only guy who's played in Europe, the only guy who's playing up there in Norway, they're making it big, played there for three years, 
And then you're like coming back to India, only 325 years old, he still has time, a long time to go. So developing all of that. But when you look at it, there's no enough game time. When you look at the broader prospect. And now, keeping in mind that India has to play in the Asian level, like, you know, and we are in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, game time is what he's looking at. You know, we need to put the player's hand uh, into the player's shoes. So the first test for him in that limited period was playing against the North Korean team. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think when we say it's a jackpot for Bengaluru, <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah. It was a big, big jackpot for Bengaluru FC because clean sheet against the North Korean Absolutely. team. I'm pretty sure none of you all thought about it. Yeah, three new. So, so the thing is, see, this has been a this has been a pre-season of disintegration, right? In a manner of speaking, so we were due some good luck, and <laughs> that's what Gurpreet Singh Sandhu has been. Uh, so we were long overdue some good luck because we've seen a lot of good players uh, leave the club. Uh, so this had to be, uh, you know, that stroke of luck that we needed and he will deliver I'm pretty sure but you're right um, should he be playing in India this early in his career given that he has so much potential no uh, I, I think that uh, he's done the smart thing by signing a one year deal um, the way I'm seeing this play, play out is maybe Amrinda could come back now that yeah. next season there will be no draft maybe uh, Reno Anto would come back now that there's no draft I'm hoping, right? A fan can hope. So, uh, Gurpreet should ideally look at going back to Europe or you know, playing with a better club. I think that's what even Path has maintained. Correct. Saying Correct. that we want to help him as much as... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But now that he needs game time given that Asia Cup is coming up, um, I believe that there is no better place in India than BFC. Right? Uh, that said, he should not get complacent or you know, he should not say that, okay, now... This is where Man I belong. Star, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hope he goes. Uh, he challenges himself in a more competitive league. Hmm. But a word of caution here: I don't think we, as Indian football fans, should use or use Gurpreet Singh Sandhu as the sacrificial lamb to satisfy our own egos. Correct. That is my. <laughs> point of view that just because we want an Indian to be playing Europa or even Champions League you make Sandhu the Balika Bakra because the guy gets paid, get paid peanuts doesn't get game time doesn't get the kind of attention that others in India are getting yeah. how much can a player take he's 25 he needs to start earning also he, he, every player has to think about yeah. his future he yeah, needs right. but exactly yeah. he's not getting money he's not getting game time obviously he gets everything here and and you need to think about it from that angle also you yeah if good something as Ulla said next year something good happens to him great till that time let him play in BFC we are happy for him Mm -hmm. we are happy to be the stepping stone for him if it helps him go back to Europe and play in a more competitive league also, also let me not let me not come across as a very magnanimous person who's doing a, a, a club that's doing Sandhu any favors because fact yeah, is, uh, even though we had three goalkeepers, we need someone of Sandhu's caliber if yeah. we are to have a realistic chance Absolutely. of making progress in ISL as well as in Asia. So we, we, we love it. We love yeah. Lalthamavia Narte. Yeah. No doubt about it. Maybe for I League and ISL he is competitive enough, but I think the height factor lets yeah. him down. Yeah, so we needed Guru Singh Sandhu. So it's a it's a it's a marriage of convenience right now for both of us. Yeah. So 
coming towards almost the end uh, it's actually went to a very intellectual conversation i think this is the first time i am in a intellectual conversation with fans about football <laughs> which i appreciate which i am yes. looking for uh, but yeah uh ice season coming up that's the big thing right now i mean afc campaign we start you all have started on a good note uh what is in mind will you all miss uh, the same thing that i spoke to udant i asked him will you will you miss the rivalry with monbagar because even though there was a monbagar is bengal derby somehow though a young team like bengaluru managed to be the rivals of Monbagar, you know, be that neck to neck, and even when you are lost in the last day, yeah. mm-hmm. or uh, for that matter, the Fed Cup and all yes. of that coming up. There are even those four years of existence in Bengaluru. So many stories and memories to say that hey, you know, yeah. y'all are our biggest opponent. Now that knowing the fact that there is none in ISL altogether, though being in part of four years, they're starting again. You can see yeah. it's a fresh start because yeah. of the whole season right. and the new teams that are going to meet, uh, like Mumbai City and ATK or whatever. So, how are you all looking at that as? And if I had to ask you, who do you all think, just by looking at the squad, that can be your opponent, like to Bengaluru? Squad, I think uh, Blasters have a good squad. and already there is a rivalry forming so that's definitely there thanks to the f word yeah <laughs> thanks to one f word we have a rivalry forming uh, so that's there um, but honestly speaking isl is a bit of an unknown commodity right now because uh, just like we were subjected to to the draft a lot of i mean all the isl uh, franchises clubs were also subjected to the draft so it's hard to say who will emerge as our rivals we didn't plan for mohan bagan to be our rivals it just happened right. like that right uh, but i remember the day we found out that uh, these are the isl clubs that have come about uh, my first comment was that damn i'm going to miss the mohan bagan rivalry not so much the east bengal rivalry mm-hmm. uh, but mohan bagan certainly and so that's there right we will and as i said i'll always keep saying this that mohan bagan and east bengal deserve to be in the uh, isl in the top tier whatever you call it and not some shit show of a club called atk right uh, who don't even know what their name is so <laughs> uh, so so basically uh, you know these are two clubs with a solid legacy they deserve to be playing in the top tier and that rivalry will always be missed and from the new crop i think uh, kerala blasters is the one that i'm looking forward to most close to home i guess yeah, yeah for me it is home i am from kerala so <laughs> yeah. we will not kid ourselves to think that um, we are yet worthy of being you know having a rivalry in isl yet we'll see that as ola said but we are very cognizant of the fact that every team wants to beat bfc yeah. yes <laughs> so, and we take very i mean see, not secretively what secret we take very much um, a lot of pride in that that okay we are the team to beat that shows that we have done something right so we enjoy that yeah and we as fans will keep enjoying that so let let's bring it on let's see and hopefully But maybe 2018 Bagan also comes back to ISL, and exactly. then we'll have the <laughs> then we we'll have the I League gang back in yeah, ISL. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. we we have room. I mean, we should have like 14 or absolutely 20 clubs. Yeah, I mean, and and that will find. I'd be happy if someone showed up uh, 
80k for what they are <laughs> for, for for a manufactured uh, you know cobbled up but right uh, now they have your former coach and players yes yeah. so they try to pass off shoppers in a mall as their fans man who does that <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i can't i can't wait for the real clubs to come into isl and yeah uh, blasters are one rivalry i'm looking forward to now closing thoughts indian football what do you have to say about it as a whole Am I allowed to be slightly confrontational here, yeah? or, or you know, am I allowed to say things that could potentially offend people? Hey, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> no, so I actually, as much as I have an ideological opposition to ISL, when you look at the history, uh, I have a bad feeling around AIFF being in charge of anything at all, even if it is planning uh, a little kid's birthday party, right? <laughs> I am almost certain they'll screw it up. The only thing that gives me hope is that AIFF has its hands tied. Now, as bad as that situation looks, uh, I'm glad that a private corporation will at least take enough steps to ensure that everyone is turning in a profit in the next 10 years or so and uh, everyone is putting sustainability over uh, everything else, right? So, uh, if if my hope actually uh, fructifies, then i'm i'm guessing that uh, isl will be a more sustainable league than i league or nfl or whatever and that's the hope at least now let's see what happens there we have uh, always seen situations in indian football where a league comes up and it flatters to deceive so hmm. i don't know yeah i mean in terms of what state the indian football is i don't think i have enough uh, vision right now to comment anything Uh, as i earlier said it's lot of flux lot of changes happening everyone is trying to tide it out and hopefully the stakeholders whoever they are be it a private i like that you tied it out it reminded me of kishore tied <laughs> <laughs> okay so i just hope all the stakeholders be it private bodies as well as the federation keep the number one priority to be the players and then the fans once you get those things as your priority i think rest of the things will fall into place great that's a great way to end i think every football fan out there and who's following in football will uh, believe that i think thank you so much for talking and uh, as i said i mean this now i also realized that there are three mallus on the table talking about football mm-hmm. it couldn't get better but i didn't plan accord i didn't plan for that for all those <laughs> who are listening to it but uh, as they say you find mallus everywhere yeah. so just like yeah. uh, we stumble upon but thank you once again for uh, sharing your thoughts about how is the situation from wbb to being the hardcore people out there so i wish you all the very best for your future professionalism that you'll bring out from the team yeah. not as the team but as a team for the from the fans so thank you very much thank, thank you thank you so much Thanks. All right, that that uh, you know clear some air about uh, what they think about uh, lots of uh, the, uh, talks that are going around, and uh, great to your you know such great fans uh, still sticking to the team, uh, uh, even though it's I League or ISL, it doesn't matter them. Uh, they are still backing the team uh, all uh, with all their all their might, and uh, great to hear from them. Uh, you know, first hand experience listening from the fans themselves, a great fan speak to add to a. show and uh, that's a wrap for for the the TFG football edition for today a great start to our week 
and uh, we will get you more such uh, stories uh, do uh, if you are interested do log on to uh, our youtube channel where you can find a great video that has been put up uh, as a news part new and a new video as part of a new series uh, tfg unplug and you'll get to know you know what these fans are actually up to before the game after the game what they think about the new signings uh, head on to that uh, video you'll get to know more about bengaluru fc yeah by the way we're going to uh, we're going to put up uh, a lot more different kinds of videos and many of them will be fan oriented so uh, yeah and and this we started with bengaluru fc because they are playing in afc cup right now Uh, so they are in the focus uh, as ISL I League season comes close. We will be uh, focusing on a lot of other fan groups as well. Yeah. So you heard him, and uh, the, also about the, the rivalry. There is a take that uh, Chiranjit has written. Do uh, give it a read. Uh, <laughs> interesting points made by Chiranjit there. Uh, also. Uh, TFG football on Twitter is what you need to follow if you want to get more such updates about Indian football. And uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, do not forget to like, share, subscribe, and comment. And you can also download IVM podcast for many such shows like the TFG football show. Uh, there are lots of interesting shows uh, that IVM puts up. And uh, do not forget to comment and uh, let us know how we are doing. Till then, see you guys. Bye. was Tantrik Steve from Hansraj College Delhi performing at IIT Bombay's Mood Indigo. Just like them there's a lot of new talent and art coming out of colleges all across India but unfortunately most of this goes completely unnoticed or ignored. To fix this we started atkt.in. Hi, I'm Ankur. I'm a musician and a rapper and I found that one of the best things about being an artist myself is finding new talent. Through atkt.in Tanya my colleague who's a dancer and our whole team really is putting all of our efforts into discovering and promoting all the coolest talent that's coming out of colleges all across India and this goes up on our website our social media TV radio and now of course this podcast with IVM make sure you go to our website support the talent with your likes your shares your comments all of that really matters go ahead check it out atkt.in Good evening ladies and gentlemen this is your captain speaking sorry to say but there's been a slight delay due to the apocalypse having suddenly begun as you can see there's death destruction and chaos taking place all around us but don't you worry food and drinks will be served shortly and i would recommend checking out IVM podcasts to get some of your favorite indian podcasts we'll keep you going till this whole thing blows over thank you